Blog Talk Radio. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea or tomato juice, you'll see. No potato juice, cause the planners down in Santa's all say no, no, no. The politician's daughter was accused of drinking water And was fined the great big $50 bill They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil Like a percolator Her perfume was made right on the grill Why they could percolate the ocean in Brazil And when their ham and eggs need savor Coffee ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil No tea No tomato juice You'll see no potato juice. The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no. So you led to the local color serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. Everybody. Hi, this is Jory and the Coffee Psychic right here at Blog Talk Radio with your psychic connection. Well, we have a really great show tonight. You know, um, I, I get to um, interview a lot of really amazing people and hopefully bring some really great topics into your world. And tonight we have uh, really an, an amazing gentleman, um, uh, Scott Herbst. He is a behavioral analyst. Now, um, you know, a lot of you guys might be wondering what a behavioral analyst is, and of course we're going to have Scott on to share with us what that is precisely. Uh, It's definitely in the field of psychology, and again, tonight's show is all about creating your world with your words. So that's just going to be fun um, just to see, you know, a lot of people might be saying, how can you do that? Well, Scott's going to Come on and share that with us tonight. So hang on one second and let's welcome Scott to the show. Scott, are you there? 
I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. I can. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for <laughs> thinking I'm amazing and a gentleman. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> so there you go. So, um, you know, Scott, I've been interested in the field of psychology, I don't know, since I can't remember. And uh, I studied to be a therapist, so... I did not make it. I actually had my spirit guides, swear to God, tell me one day that my friend was going to go on to become a professional social worker and I was going to drop out of college and become a professional psychic. And I just remember arguing with these the spirit guides and angels that I work with. And then lo and behold, as the uh, sequences happened, that's exactly what happened. But my first, my first true love is the field of psychology. So with you oh, cool. being a behavioral analyst, um, First off, can you give our listening audience uh, the definition of what that is exactly that you do? Sure. Uh, so uh, behavior analyst, uh, I'm a behaviorist, right? That's the school okay. of psychology I come from. And if, there, if okay. you're familiar with psychology, you probably know it uh, from the Psych 101 textbooks. It's like B.F. Skinner. Uh, so it's really like the science of learning and, mm-hmm. you know, and, in Psych 101, it's all about, you know, reinforcement and punishment and how the environment impacts the things we do. And when I say environment, okay. I don't just mean the space you occupy, the physical space, but really events in time. So, you know, it, and it's it's just obvious if you start to think about it, you start your car and there's a consequence for that. Your car starts, Right. And you put money in a soda machine, you get a soda, uh, you know, you put your hands on the hot stove and it burns and you don't do that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So it's basically the science of uh, motivation and rewards and things like that and, and how those influence what we do. And, and then applying it so that we can, you know, figure out why someone's doing what they're doing because, you know, we all do things for different reasons. And and then once we know what someone's getting out of what they're doing, then we can adjust things and, you know, use that knowledge to decrease behaviors that aren't working and increase behaviors that are working. Uh, my specialty, if I can keep going, uh, oh, in the field is in the world of language. So historically, our science hasn't dealt too well. We deal really well with things that you can observe and see. So kind of like these big behaviors, like I mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. But I haven't always done a great job with things like thinking and speaking. And uh, but in the last 30 years, our field has really advanced in that area. And and that's where my expertise lies. So how so? How has it, what was it before, Scott, and how has it advanced? Like, uh, what are the changes um, that this field has gone through? Oh, that's a good question. So um, the stuff you tend to read about in in your basic undergraduate classes is a lot of mm-hmm. animal research. So it's, you know, rats running mazes to get a reward or pressing levers and, uh and we call those direct acting contingencies, 
right? Okay. And, uh, and you can use those to do some pretty amazing things, like uh, one area I work in is organizations. And if you can actually attach positive consequences to the things that make your business run, uh, employees will okay. work a lot harder to make your business run better, and they'll be happier doing it. Um, okay. But language is kind of an interesting behavior because, first of all, as far as we know, people are the only animal on the planet that does this thing, and uh, and Which it thing? has this the language uh, thing, language like speaking with meaning, and also yeah. listening with understanding, right? Okay. Um, yeah. And it's an incredibly powerful thing. It's just an incredibly powerful thing. Like if you think about, you know, you and I are talking on the phone right now, and mm-hmm. you're in Indiana, I'm in Chicago. Uh, th- this weekend, I was on on a training with people from all over the world, and um, and that's through technology. But if you look at it, technology is really enabled by language because I can learn something mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. make a discovery, and then I can put it into words, and I can communicate it to you, and you don't have to go through the same trial and error process. You can take what I've learned – use it for yourself, and then actually build on it and then pass it on to the next person. So, so, that's so in that study, regard, it makes uh, us, yes. Different than the animals. So what's really interesting now, Scott, is that uh, we probably have a lot of listeners out here and uh, in the audience, and like me, uh, I love my animals. And you had made the differentiation between um, – us being the advanced species on the planet, having the uh, language and the understanding and the interpretation and everything, which animals do not hold. But um, but some people might argue with you. Some people might say, yeah. I don't know, I my animal just really understands me. <laughs> understands me. <laughs> and um, so I just thought I'd bring that up to you. Do you have any Do you have anything to share about that? And you know, basically, we know that many animals are trainable. Um, but I've seen some behaviors in some animals where I'm going like, how could they possibly do that? And I don't know that some of that's all just, you know, all just training. Well, as far as we know, I got bad news for you, Jory. It's all just training. <laughs> and, and and here's the thing. you can You can train animals to do some pretty amazing things. Uh, you know, there's videos on the Internet where – you can, um, and I mean, dogs are actually, you know, pretty smart, but so yeah, there's yeah. videos on the internet where they'll have, you know, this big field, like a room full of toys laid out and they'll say, Sparky, go get the teddy bear and Sparky will walk around and out of all of them will find the teddy bear. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the thing about that is that if Sparky's done that, it's because Sparky has been trained to go get re- the teddy bear. Yes. And with reinforcement right? too, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Now, now, what you probably won't be able to do with Sparky is say, hey, Sparky, uh, go th- find that thing that is, uh, that has hair, has stripes, and, yeah. uh, or now, now I'm describing a tiger. Um, but, uh, but you know, go, kind of go cool. find so that I, thing I that is point. like Yogi, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's they don't what have the capacity. And, yeah. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. Very cool. So thanks for sharing that because I'm sure there's a lot of animal lovers out here, and I think the I think the cutest thing it's just so cute when I talk to my I've got two dogs at this point. One's a big white German Shepherd, another one's a very small, part Taco Bell and part. Um, um, oh God, I forgot the name of the <laughs> the other half. She has, doesn't matter, but anyway, uh, like a long like a long haired Chihuahua. Anyway, so when I look at my dog, and we're in the car, and sometimes he gives that look at me like, hmm, what? What do you mean? So it kind of gives that appearance like he's trying to think or trying to figure things out, so that's kind of cute. Well, I don't want to keep going on in that area. I wanted to come back to, um, you know, I want to ask you, Scott, what had you go into this field? What had you decide that this was it for you? What had you decide that this is where you're going to devote your life? Because this is, I know you're amazing at what you do. Uh, you're a teacher. You're, I believe you're a trainer. So um, what had you come into this field? What was it for you? It was really actually a very lucky accident. When I took psychology, I, I when I was an undergraduate, I was going, I was training to be a high school English teacher. And it turns out I just, when I did my student teaching, I did not like being a high school English teacher. And uh, it just wasn't what I imagined it was going to be. So I, mm-hmm. when I graduated, I was really looking for something to do while I figured out, okay, well, what's next, right? And I happened on this job in the social services, and it was uh, being a case manager for adults with disabilities. And, you know, I had the basic qualifications from the education classes and psychology classes I'd taken to get my ed degree. And uh, and they said, oh, and by the way, we have this master's program in this thing called behavior analysis. And so if you work here, you'll be eligible for that program. And I said, what's behavior analysis? And they said, oh, it's like this field of psychology. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, um, I wasn't too interested in psychology. I didn't think psychology was really much of a science. The, okay. the teachers I had who I really liked and were really passionate about psychology uh, practiced different types of psychology than I do. And it seemed like storytelling to me, like Freud. Well, you know, Freud would talk to people and listen to their stories and then make up things like, oh, people have an id and an ego and a super ego and all these repressed wishes and edible complexes. And I just thought, where are you finding all this stuff? I mean, it's interesting and compelling and it's cool, but but you're just making that up, you know, um, out of mm-hmm. these case studies of, you know, these women who come to you to, and pay you money to talk to you. Uh, so, it, I, and I wasn't, and I looked and I'm like, you're not manipulating variables. You're not actually really measuring things. You're just kind of mm-hmm. sharing your opinions about what they say. So, yeah. um, but you know, it, so it seemed more like literature than science to me, but I was a lit major, so it was kind of up my alley. But mm-hmm. so they say there's this thing called behavior analysis. It's like psychology. And I'm like, okay, I can 
you know, at least I'll get a degree out of it, even if I don't really think mm-hmm. it's a science. Well, it turned out that this was a science. So these things we started reading, I was like, oh, wow, these people are actually actually counting things and then changing things in the environment to see how it influences the behaviors that they're counting. And they've got all wow. these principles of learning and 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 they're doing like amazing things with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like really producing breakthroughs in learning and helping people with some pretty severe problem behavior, like, you know, dangerous to themselves and others' behaviors and able to make some pretty profound differences with people. So I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. And uh, And kind of independently in psychology, I just came to a view of of behavior, like a general understanding of behavior that was very in line with this. And so when I found it and they had this whole articulated science and all these principles and everything, I was like, oh, this is it. It was kind of like if, you know, you had never discovered numbers, but you had this idea that, I'll bet there's relationships between things and you could really, you know, if we could figure out a way to describe how these things relate, we could do some pretty cool things. Like I had that understanding of behavior and then I found this and I was like oh my god this like all this stuff I was thinking I had no idea this existed so uh so so I just so you're basically a scientist okay these are my people uh yes Mm -hmm. yes beautiful so a scientist of the mind a scientist of behaviors um things like that now I know uh we have a lot of callers that uh would like to ask you questions and you know they're also invited to ask me a question if they'd like <clears throat> and before we do that, um, I want to – so they're, I'm not sure how they should pose a question to you, but um, if they have an issue with a relationship, can they ask you about that? And then you can ask them how are they handling their relationship, and then you'd share with them maybe a different way of doing something, or how would that work, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I've really worked on and studied and developed myself in is in the area of communication, so, um, and, you know, the behavior of communication. So uh, mm-hmm. I guess they would start by asking a question, and I promise if I can't answer it, I won't. Okay, good. <laughs> perfect, yeah. perfect. So, so I, I won't, I I won't BS this. anyone. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. So I want to ask okay. you uh, another question before we get to our listeners, but uh, our callers. Is there some sort of amazing experience that you personally had in this field that was very profound for you? Mm. Yeah, uh, it does. Well, it does relate to a little bit to communication. But when I first got into the field of getting my master's degree, one thing we do is uh, it's called a functional analysis, where we actually look at someone's behavior and uh, and well, we'll count the behavior and what's going on around it. And in this case, we actually changed some things and and okay. looked at the conditions. So we had someone who was really hurting herself by biting her hand. And this was really early in my graduate degree or my graduate studies. Mm-hmm. So I'd read about this stuff and I was like, wow, that's really cool that they can do this. 
but um, the assignment we had was to actually go do one of these things with one of the people we served. And, uh, and pretty quickly in the space of an afternoon, this woman who was really injuring herself, we said, Oh, that's why she's, you know, this is how she gets attention. Right. And this is how she gets attention. And once you know that, okay, so, Oh, you're doing this for attention. Well, we can give her attention in a way that actually works and where she doesn't hurt herself. And we can teach her how to solicit attention appropriately. Um, but that was, that was a really profound experience for me. Um, I mean, I continue to have them now that I work with people on communication. It, it's always really moving and gratifying to me when, uh, someone someone in some relationship that really matters to them that they're really struggling with and suffering with has mm-hmm. some sort of break there so they either are able to forgive someone that they've been really holding someone against they're actually able to one thing i really work with people on is how they listen to people and their listening skills so when Okay. When they're able to go apply that and things really open up and they're like, oh, my God, this fight we keep having over and over again. I just listened and it all cleared up. Wow. That always really moves me. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, are you are you uh, ready to uh, take a couple of calls? Yeah, let's go for it. I'm excited. All right. All right, you guys. So remember, uh, this is uh, Scott Herbst. And um, Scott is going to answer some calls from you guys. And, again, if you have a, a, a question for both of us, that will work out well, too. So let's see who we have online. Hello, caller. Who is this and where are you calling from? Oh, hi. This is Donna from California. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show, Donna. Thank you. I have a question for you. Um a while back in my meditation, I got a message, and I've been uh, asking for a partner to come in, a male partner, and um, I got a message that said it's coming soon, and then I f- it filled up okay. with love, but that's been like five months, so I wanted to know what you were picking up as far as someone coming into my life, please. Okay, let me take a quick peek here. Well, and Thank you. Uh, all honesty, psychically, I heard that it's true. Oh, good. So Good. Yeah, so I heard it's true. Somebody should be coming in. And um, and if you're hearing um, soon, I don't know what your definition of soon would be, Donna. I don't have a definition. But, uh, I don't have one. Yeah. Then I would just be opening yourself up to the universe to bring this person. And, I, you know, personally I would start visualizing what all the qualities are that you would like to have in your partner. Okay. Okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah, because I'd like to get married at some point. I'd like to be married. Oh, I think you will. I think you're you're supposed to be married twice, if not more. Oh, okay. All righty. I've never been married. Thank you. Well, thanks for your call. Have a great night. Take care. You too. Thanks. All right. Hey, Jory. Yes, Scott. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if I can jump in and say things when these people ask you questions. 
Positively, positively, yes, sir, you betcha. Because I was almost gonna, I was almost gonna say something. As a matter of fact, Donna's still here, so Donna, Donna are you? Are you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so here. here's Donna. Scott. Donna, Hi. define soon. Soon that it'll happen in this lifetime. Okay. Well, <laughs> how old are you? I like 66. that. Six. How old? Sixty-six. Okay, so you got like another 20 or 30 years. Yeah, I, I would say okay. soon, like, say, you know what? Soon is a month. Soon is a month. That's what soon is. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, so I'm hoping like around May or June, you know? Good. All right. There you, you go. All right, you. good. <laughs> Thanks a lot. No, well, so, uh, you know, one thing I didn't talk a lot about was, uh, you know, I'm an expert in language. And the interesting thing about language is that it really does, we think we use it to describe the world. And it actually creates our experience of reality. You know, if Mm -hmm. I tell you about this, like, restaurant that is, you know, it's so authentic and it's old world and... um, you know, it's just like walking into a completely different world. You probably are thinking, wow, this place sounds cool, right? Yeah. But I might yeah. be describing a place with a dirt floor and, you know, splintery wooden benches. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. If I had described it that way and then you went to this place, it would occur to you as like, whoa, this is this really is authentic. This place is special. This is... You know, yeah. like, so having that description, that quote description, will totally change your experience of this place. You can go to this place that you might otherwise completely walk by and have a have a wonderful experience. So um, so I'm just hearing something in your speaking, Donna, that is, uh, it's kind of like hoping, wishing, but there's like, and even the hesitance to commit and say what soon is and what that means to you. Um, I'm just hearing like there's a little trepidation to fully commit to it. And one way to fully commit to it, or at least, you know, take the next step to commitment would be to say, you know what, here's what soon is for me. It's two months from now. It's three months from now. It's, you know, whatever that is, but actually get a little more definite about it. I'll do that. Yes, I, I I agree. Yeah, because we don't want to have any doubt. And uh, yes, exactly. And then it'll happen. I'll make it happen. It'll come into my into my vortex. Yes. Yeah, and and then here's the thing: if it doesn't happen in two months, then you can say like, well, look, uh, where else? What am I holding back on? Where am I? Where am I pulling back? And call Jory again and see what there is to create from there. Right. Yes, I like that. Well, thank you so much. Thank You're you, welcome. Donna. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye. Wow, great, great, great words of wisdom, Scott. That that was really great. Uh, <clears throat> because part of me wanted to jump in and actually say something earlier too about um, the words that Donna might be using around creating her relationships, too. And I think that's one of the things that you're talking about, right? That whatever words we put out there really does create the environment that we're living in, correct? 
and not just the now it gets a little weird because then I don't want to get too woo woo about it, but it definitely okay. gives us our view of it of okay, the world. And mm-hmm. when you get more like like here, when you get more definite, it's like it automatically focuses your attention. And in things like love, you might see opportunities you didn't see love or business or whatever, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Like in love, an opportunity might be like, oh my God, I never noticed, you know, whoa, look at my neighbor, right? Um, yeah. Or, or, oh, look at that person I'd been walking by and not paying much attention to. Uh, or in business, you know, oh, look at all these people who actually could potentially buy my services, right? So there, so there's a lot more to this than what meets the eye. Now, I want to ask you if people are interested in contacting you for some, uh, <clears throat> for some help or any kind of sessions or anything. Are you available for that? I know you work with companies uh, and. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. And here's the thing: if I don't think that? it's my area of specialty, then I've got mm-hmm. a network of coaches who. Um, you know, like I don't coach people around romantic relationships, but I know people who do, right? Okay. Um, but so my, my contact anyway is uh, it's Scott, S-C-O-T-T, at uh, it's Six Flex Training, and that's six S-I-X, flexes and flexible, and then training like training.com. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. All right, so let's go on to our next caller. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hi to both of you. My name is Wendy from Sacramento. Nice to meet both of you. Thank you, Wendy. Wendy. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Thank you. Um, I'm going to be 69 soon, but I've been working for a major health insurance company on the phone for um, almost three years. In January, um, I became quite ill with my back, and I've been on... um, an ADA leave, medical leave, and mm-hmm. with my employer, um, I released all my HIPAA information because they had a right to know this if they were going to prove it. Bottom line, and I've been calling the, the sick line daily, communicating with my supervisor. I've done everything under the sun to work with them. The lady okay. working on my leave uh, called me about a month ago, and she said, well, Kaiser uh, sends information, but she can't open it. So I, I said, how can I help? She said, send over uh, screen prints. I sent her a tremendous amount of information. I also okay. offer a conference call with Kaiser to troubleshoot. And then I get a letter today from my employer says, saying basically that I am in job jeopardy because I have not provided the information they need. And that I have 14, uh, I better provide all information within five days or else. Okay. All right. So hang on. Hang on a second now because uh, let me see. Let's see what Scott has to say on what you can possibly do with this. Scott, is there anything that Wendy could do, like wording her uh, words properly to uh, contact these people? Or, and, Wendy, the one thing I'd say, too, is I, w- I would think you'd want to double-check what you've sent and resend it, and then get copies of it and make sure that other people are maybe sending it to three people instead of just one. 
Now that's from me. That's from Jorianne. And Scott, what do you think? Because this sounds a little um, complex. Well, I'm curious. Did they actually say you better get all this stuff to us within five days or else? Well, they did say that um, it will likely end in termination unless I provide all the information by the 14th day of April. Okay, got it. And you already sent all the information in. Okay. And what I can do is I can resend emails, which will show the date of that email on the content to whomever they want, which would be my proof that I sent over information. Plus, I asked this woman if there's anything else you need from me, keep in contact with me. All right, beautiful, beautiful. All right, Scott, so what do you think? I think, can you call that woman again? Can you uh, can you call her again, Wendy? Yes, I will call her tomorrow morning. Okay. All right, then I, I think basically what you're doing here is you're in action, which is really important. Um, you're working at getting that cleared up. And I think there's going to be some resolve, but I think I, me personally, and then we're going to go on to another caller, but me personally what I think is going on here is I think because of the coronavirus, I think that some things have been being missed. That's what I think is happening. And uh, I don't even think Mercury is in retrograde right now. I could be wrong. I don't think so. But that's when communications drop and things don't get where they're supposed to be or you're not supposed to be making, making big decisions. So, you know, give us a call back. Let me know what happens. But like Scott said, make sure you give her another call tomorrow. But be in action, Wendy. Be in action because, this, of course, this is a big deal. All right. So, uh, and good luck, honey. Good luck. Right, hey, wait, one more thing, one more thing. Go ahead, um, go ahead. Yeah, well, I just want to say when you call her, um, be prepared to list everything you've provided and and then make a list of everything they need so that it, it sounds a little bit like maybe you threw the kitchen sink at them, um, and that sounds a little evaluative, but um, but but get really clear on exactly what they need uh, and in what format, so that you're ready to sort through what you've already provided, so you can just draw their attention to that. Oh, that's really good. Yes. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's see who we have next online. Hello, caller. Yes. Hi. Hi. Who is hi, this? Where are you calling you? from? Hey. Oh, hi, Stacy from Florida. And I guess I want to know if you see me meeting anyone soon that I'm going to bite. All right. So do I see you meeting? So are you? What? That's what you're asking, honey, correct? If I am going, yeah, if I'm going to meet somebody, I guess summer or 2021, I guess my definition, like the first Caller would call like soon. I would think between 2020, 21, I guess, would be that because half the year is got flying by here already. 2020. Oh, it is. So it is. 2021 so let me, will let me be around. Let me tell you corner. what I'm seeing, Stacy. Here for you. I'm seeing an old boyfriend. I don't know if this is a husband, an old relationship, but some man is going to be calling you that you already know. I I don't even know if you want him back. But I clearly see this other person 
uh, coming in around you, and uh, and it really looks like you're going to be having a relationship with somebody from the past here. Does that make any sense to you at all? Um, I know people like they, you know, um, I haven't had relationships in a long time, but yet I like guys I've gone out with or friends. I don't. Um, how could I see it? I see them more as a friendship level. Um, you know, I like them to make the effort. I'm not the one that picks up the phone and says, let's get together. But um, if I knew of them, just like know them and they say, hey, let's go out if we haven't gone out before. Because I um, I guess if they didn't put effort into it, I guess I kind of pulled away because I want somebody that's, you know, interested. You say it's going to happen like in the summertime? Well, I clearly see a man still very interested in you. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he hasn't come forward, but somebody's definitely yeah, interested that's, in you. Yeah, because there clearly. was a guy who I liked. I, there was a guy I liked a few years ago, and I guess he knew he was good-looking and, you know, had a great job, and he was younger than me. And I guess mm-hmm. he was like, um, you know, thought like, wow. I would come across and say, wow. And I'm like, you know, like, in other words, because, you know, the kind that worked out and everything. And I'm not the one that would, you know, wants to feed to an ego. I guess, um, like, um, your host on the show. Hang on a second. Stacey, let me hang hang on a second. So, Scott, what do you think Stacey could do? Because you can hear, I'm hearing in Stacey's languaging, that she wants the man to step up. She wants him to show that he's interested. But how do exactly. you see this thing, Scott? And you know what's weird? You, because he let, took let, psychology. At, okay, I'll tell you. Also, okay, all right. I'll tell you. Okay, go ahead. Sees. Go ahead. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Go ahead, Scott. How how long have you been single, Stacy? You said dated it was a long time. A, yeah, I haven't dated in years, put it that way. Okay. I um, knew of people, you know, I know of people, but, you know, yeah. it's mostly, yeah, but I haven't dated in a long time because I want them to step up because I guess, you know, I took a course in um, human resources and um, I got to tell you, uh, my highest was an I, which, and an a, and then an S. So you see what I mean? And that's equivalent, that's with the um, disc profile and with Myers Briggs, I ended up being um, E S F N P E S, the performer, that one. So if you're familiar yeah. with those, exactly. So like, I want somebody to be crazy about me, you know, more than about themselves. You know, I want them to like themselves, <laughs> but I want them to be like me that much, as much as they're into themselves. So because okay. that's the only way it's going to work, or I want somebody that's, like, more introverted that's crazy about me, not like a player. I want somebody that's really interested in me. So I guess okay. I kind of held back. Yeah. So you could see what I'm all right, saying. All right. Yes, yes, we can. How do you know so, if someone's uh, really crazy about you? Are you there, Stacey? It, yeah, you could tell from the beginning if you they don't call you at the last minute, they plan something nice. The the beginning, it's like from the beginning they make the impression. 
you know, if you're out with them or they call you like they don't call you right away or you're out with them and they're staring at other girls right there, they're not that interested. You see what I'm you see what I'm getting at. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh can I challenge you a little bit? Yeah. Um, and th- and this is a question, but it's, it's designed to challenge your thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering um, how many things there are a guy could do that would tell you he's not in- really that interested in you. Oh, okay. Um, in other words, like, say, oh, what are you doing? Could I come over, watch TV? If One one thing, there was a guy that um, called me up, and he goes, oh, I feel comfortable with you. I don't have to um, impress you. And then he was talking about his ex-wife, and that was a turnoff. And this is somebody I was platonic friends with that wanted mm. to take it to another level, but yeah. didn't couldn't understand why I wasn't interested. That was like... I guess four years ago and I was kind of turned off and he was upset Mm -hmm. that I wasn't giving him time of day. And that made me feel upset that, Hey, you know, I was seeing around you. Um, Oh, nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. I mean, he, he basically was saying, I don't have to impress you or, um, you know, um, I, I, he was, I, I mean, I was interested in somebody else at that point, but the problem was, well, guess, let me, let me um, just say this, let I, me say this, they, they, yeah, yeah. let me say this uh-huh. for the sake of the fact, I'm, we're going to have to take in another caller soon here, but um, I'm just asking Scott uh, before the next call, is that what, what one thing, Scott, do you think Stacy could have done? Could she have, well, how could she have used her words to possibly have maybe said, if he says, I don't have to impress you, could she have said something like, well, I would, have, I would love it if you do? Or, you know, for her words creating her world that she wants to create in relationship, what could she have said? Uh, let's, let's actually look forward a little bit at some things maybe you can do going forward. So one thing, and so Stacy, why I asked you how long you've been single, because it's been years and, or since you've really dated, right? So, um, and I'll, I'll bet the world of dating is this whole, um, it, it's kind of dangerous. Like there's a lot of uncertainty and you could get hurt, right? And it sounds like you're really attentive to that. Uh, one thing I would say you go to do is just look at the patterns you're, you're in more generally. And it could be simple things like, you know, you go to the same restaurant all the time or you order the same thing at Starbucks all the time or you always take the same route. I would start looking at those things and uh, I'm going to call it pattern smashing where you Hmm. intentionally go out and try something new. And it can be really silly. I mean, it can just be silly. Hmm. It could be like, I would never wear that shirt with these pants, right? Um, But start... Break in as many of those as you can, and just that act will give you a little more flexibility as a general way of being, and it might provide an opening for something to show up in the area of your love life, but 
interrupt new, interrupt right? some of those usual behaviors that have nothing to do with trying to find a man or that you don't think have anything to do with trying to find a man and see what shows up. I like that. Well, Stacy, let us know what happens. Um, and like Scott was saying, he was challenging you. So take it on as a challenge. Like you said, change some of those patterns and see what you actually draw into your uh, reality for uh, around love. All right, thanks. Let us know what happens. All right, we're going to move on to another call here. Hello, I'm going to have caller? to go take that advice. Hello? Yes. <laughs> Hi, Hi, my Elizabeth, name is Jennifer. Where are you calling from? Hey, I'm Jennifer. Jennifer. I'm from Illinois. Thanks. What's on your mind, honey? I'm super excited to talk to both of you at the same time. This is really awesome. Thanks. Hey, Jennifer. Thanks so much. Okay, I do Reiki and stuff, and I've talked to you before, Jorianne, lots of times. And I'm very interested yes. in psychology, and me and some of my friends, we'd like to do workshops and different things where we can integrate Reiki into helping people and just wellness things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've been interested in thinking whether I should start taking psychology classes. Like, I've had a couple of different times I've thought about it, and I'm not sure if that's something I should do. I'm not sure, Joanne, or you, or like if that pertains to things I can do with Reiki or if it's necessary. So I'm going to give you my first impression, honey. Um, directly, in, almost impeccably, yes. And it's like you're going to go out there, Jennifer, having all these different studies, and then you eventually are going to create your own little um, way of uh, expressing yourself in your healing modalities with people, um, you'll create your own little, I kind of want to say niche. You're going you're gonna to figure out what it is with all of these lovely things that you've learned that's going to be in your um, healing bags to uh, work with people in the future. I can see that 100%. I had the opportunity a couple of years ago to take some psychology classes, but I'm not really sure, like, what tool or how. Or, and I do work and, and stuff, So, um, mm-hmm. but I definitely am interested in pursuing it. Nice, nice. Well, you know what I always say, let spirit lead you. Let God lead you. Ask your spirit guides and angels for help. And, Scott, when you're when you're listening to Jennifer, do you have anything that you can add for her that might enhance her search? Yeah, actually I do. Here's what I would say. And, and Jennifer, what kind of classes would you be looking to take? Or Do you have a bachelor's degree? Would you be looking at graduate-level courses or <laughs> – I actually have an associate's degree in arts and sciences, and that's all. So I would be starting from there. And I mm-hmm. I like the behavioral part. I like to help people in different ways. I've helped people with Reiki already um, release their past trauma, release fear, release things. Like, I'm very good at that kind of part. But also, you know, Beautiful. stuff like the love jars and, like, positive different things as well. So there's a lot of different avenues I could go down, so I'm really completely unsure there's so many roads. Yeah, I'm, here's, here's what I'm thinking is to focus yourself. And, I mean, this is just advice, right? But to focus yourself, because you could take a general psych class, but there's probably going to be uh, like a particular branch or area of psychology that would really resonate with you. And, and speak to you with what you're up to, right? Um, yeah. And so I would start doing a little research about those. And one fun way to do that might be to actually look around at some of the graduate schools and see when they're having an open house. And, uh, and I'm thinking specifically like professional schools. 
I used to be a professor at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, and they would have open houses where you could look around the different graduate programs. Now, you wouldn't be looking for a graduate program, but you could go to one of the open houses and talk to the professors and, you know, find out what they're about and what they're up to and how it fits with what you're already doing and, you know, how it might complement your other interests. And from there, you could actually then look at, start looking at what resources are available in that area. So I, I would say, see if you can figure out what kind of psychology resonates with you. I'm suggesting this because I like talking to people. So that would be a fun way for me to find out about different areas. Yeah, I like finding out about all the different areas. Yeah, and, and from there, then you can, you know, Google that type of psychology, see what free resources there are, because uh, you don't have to actually go to college to learn about psychology. There's so many free resources right now. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And find something that really works for you. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Hey, Thanks, Jennifer, Jennifer, have a great time doing this. It's, it's going to be a great, great uh, adventure. I'm so excited. <laughs> Good luck, honey. Let us know what happens. Thank okay? you. Love you. All right. All right. Bye. Love you too, honey. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, my God, Scott, I remembered when I was studying psychology. It, it was probably the most thrilling experience of my life, and I, quite honestly. And uh, I have the best conversations with psychologists. Sometimes we meet in airports, uh, on airplanes. Really best experience ever. Uh, the conversations are just so rich. That's what I want to say. All right, so let's see who we have next online. Hi. Hello, hello caller. Hello, Hi, who is this? Hi, Where are you calling from? Yvonne from California. Hey, Yvonne. Thanks for joining us. What's on your mind, honey? Hi. Well, I kind of had a psychic question. I just wanted to see if there's any messages from the spirit. Okay. All right, so um, what what I'm hearing here right now, Yvonne, when you're asking me for a message from a spirit, I'm I'm literally it it feels like you've got a grandmother that passed. At least this is an older woman that's passed around you, and I don't know if there was anything sad that happened around you, or if you're uh, actually second guessing yourself on on doing something. Uh, like quitting something too soon or leaving a relationship or leaving something too soon. But what I'm hearing is um, I'm hearing something about like give it time or or don't, um, God, it feels like don't be too hasty. Um, there's also something out there, and I don't know who, if this is a Mary or a Maria. Do you know an, uh, a person that's got an M name, Yvonne, right now? Uh, not, no. Okay. So you watch for an M name person that's going to come in around you. And, um, it just feels like they're going to be distant for a while. And, and that's really the, I want to say this too, that's the best place for them is being distant because it feels like they're going to come into your life somehow. And, uh, I think there's going to be some discomfort from this interaction that you'll have with this person. And then, of course, uh, this person will leave and everything will iron itself out. So that's actually okay. 
something that I, I hope some of this is making sense to you. You know, again, I get past, present, and future. And if it's not making sense, be patient. But what I'm getting from the spirits, I, I don't know why I'm seeing this woman here. Um, again, feels like a grandmotherly type of person, an older woman that you've loved. She's dead and um, loves you, loves you so much and actually should have been showing you some sort of contact either through your dreams or whether you're finding pennies, I'm not sure. Um, but she loves you. She's concerned for you. And then do not give up too soon, too early. Don't do that. Does that make any sense okay. to you right now? Yes. Yes, I, I, was, I was feeling like that today. I was feeling overwhelmed with um things that's going on in my in my family right now. So I was just like giving up on the situation. Oh, there's the older woman, yep. Family. Yep, yep. Right on, honey. So do not give up and you should be t- Is this your grandmother that's dead, honey, that I'm seeing? Yes, I have both grandmothers on the both on the other side. Okay, well one of the on girls on my dad's side and my mother's side. Okay, short definitely shorter hair. And uh Okay. I don't know if she was a coffee drinker or a tea drinker, but I'm seeing that around her. And uh, and if this doesn't make, if I hopefully this makes some sense to you, but I don't know if you're supposed to be going out and making a cake or whether this is a fruit cake, but it has something to do with I think she loved baking or bakery goods or something, something like that. Yes, that was my my mom's mother. Okay, good, good, good. And you're gonna you're gonna feel her more around you, Yvonne. Um, she's gonna show herself to you somehow. I almost want to say to you something about roses. Okay. Okay. Because she okay. keeps she keeps showing me a rose. Okay. Okay. So don't give up. You stay firm. All right. Everything's gonna eventually iron themselves out. I don't like the girl Mary around you too much. Feels like somebody comes in, causes some trouble. It'll be ironed out. She's gonna leave. You'll probably never see her again. But it's an M name. Okay. 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 Right. Thank you so much. Right. Hey. God bless you. All right. Take care. Bye. Beautiful. I'll tell you. You know, our our definitely our spirit our dead people love us. They watch over us. You guys all the time. And they bring messages to us. Sometimes they're going to show up in your dreams. They'll show up with, uh, you know, leaving leaving coins. My my dead sister, she normally comes and tells me when somebody else is going to die. Many times she'll start showing me dimes around the house. It's, it's really fascinating. Okay. All right. Let's see who we have next online here. Hello, caller. Hi, Jorianne. Hello, Scott. Hi, who is who is Hi. this? Is, this is Kay from Chicago. Something hey, happened. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as usual. What's on your mind, honey? Something, something happened today with Lewis, or was it okay. yesterday? It was yesterday. Anyway, um, so what I want to know is Lewis or LaSalle better for me, and uh, or just leave leave both of them alone. You know, because I'm kind of concerned about Lewis because it was pretty major. Okay. All right. So let me just take a, take a step back here. Um, it almost, and I, I want Scott to come in on this one too, Kay, because, you know, it's always great, um, you know, 
Scott's a, a real serious professional when it comes down to relationships. And um, it almost feels like you're supposed to be taking a little bit of a break from the psychic point of view and um, just take a break to, like, reorganize your thoughts and, and see how things are going in the relationships. But, Scott, what do you have for Kay? If you want to share with Scott really briefly what's going on for yourself here, Kay. No, just something happened with Lewis Major. He went to jail. <laughs> oh, no wonder I'm seeing you're supposed to be taking a break. <laughs> so, um, but but who would be better for me, Lewis or? Okay, Lewis is extremely well, not extremely, but will be wealthy. And yeah, but did you did you just poor. not hear what I said to you? Wait a minute, Kay. Did you just not hear what I said to you? Leave them alone. I, what I, hold on. Yes, ma'am. I heard because, you know, I've been doing this over 30 years, honey. Yeah. And um, this is not a time to forge forward. Do you understand? This is a time to step back and take a break so you can reassess and look at things. And to me, I am getting that on both of these people. Oh, both of them? Oh. Yeah. Step back, kick back. So, Scott, did you want to add anything um, as far as, so, you know, Kay's got uh, these relationships, and one gentleman was just incarcerated, of course. Um, But what are your thoughts, Scott? Hello? Oh, hang on a second. I think we, I think we lost Scott, and I'm sure he'll call right back in. Yeah. Okay, and that's okay because believe it or not, you guys, I can hardly believe it. <laughs> Do you know that almost this whole hour has gone has flown by? You know, well, okay, I'm glad you know, you sometimes. Got in. Oh my God, it's crazy! It is crazy. Well, I'm looking to see if Scott's calling back in, but it's okay. Remember, uh, remember that what I what I saw psychically is that you're supposed to be taking a break. Okay, and again, you know, I don't know why the spirits tell me this. I don't know why I'm seeing it this way, but that's exactly what I saw for you. So I would just say trust, trust uh, what I'm getting from the spirit world. Okay, and it might make more sense to you uh, to kind of kick back a little bit here. And I really hope that your friend is okay. I really do. I'm, I'm sorry he uh, he's in this jam, and I hope he's able to sort this out and get this all worked out. So, um, all right, and good luck. Good luck. Let me know what's happened. Uh, So, you guys, this has just been a wonderful time. I know we lost Scott online here, unfortunately. And um, so let me see if he's calling back in. I don't see him. Anyway, so his line has dropped, but this is our entire hour. And I just want to say thank you to every single person that's called in. And, um, And please call us again next week here at Blog Talk Radio, to reach Scott, it is scott at sixflextraining.com. Again, scott at sixflextraining.com. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Remember, you guys, stay safe out there. Stay safe and wash your hands. All right. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Good night.